Iowa everywhere. This is Iowa Everywhere. And now, it's time for Two Guys Named Chris. Powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa Everywhere. For the fans. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Monday, the 27th of February. A lot to get to. The month of March just around the corner. An eventful weekend in Iowa City. We will get to it all. We want to thank our sponsor, our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. I'm Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel, who, what, what are you, just not showering before the show now? Like it? You would I'm never a, show up to CBS looking like this. Well, I'm I am a, I'm an extra wreck today. It, it's it's been a disaster. It all started last night. I was so they they just started digging my pool today. Okay, they're putting in a digging pool in the backyard. Pool. Yeah, I, you, can you hear it? You might be able to hear it throughout the show because there's like You're heavy machinery. In yeah. So so I'm moving stuff out of the way. One of my lawn chairs has like a like rusty legs on it, and it cut my leg. The rust did. So then I have to. So after the show, I've got to go get a tetanus shot. So I'm all fired up about that. Go to sleep. What you you what? think you got tetanus? Well, if you get cut by rust, you need to get a tetanus shot. If you haven't had one in a while. When's the last time you had one? I bet it's been over ten years. Does your leg feel tetanusy? No, but that's not it's not how it works. You get lockjaw and then you die. Uh, uh it would be a shame if you got lockjaw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's literally how you you talk for a living. So I I uh so I go I go to sleep. This is My you dog, right now by the way. Just watching the pool. Chevy Chase. Just oh yeah, daydreaming about the pool and Christmas vacation. I go. I I'm definitely afraid of of shots, so I'm already upset about that. I have to get the, sh- right after deathly, the show. That seems like a child thing. Like my daughters are deathly afraid of shots. It is. Like you've had it a is. million it's, shots. It's not going to It's childish. Hurt it's very childish. But that's that's how I am. So <laughs> my dog. They 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 come in here at like seven o'clock with this heavy machinery. My dog's going nuts. Just going nuts barking for an hour i unbeknownst to me i'm like silencing my alarm my wife comes in 20 minutes ago hey uh you've got a podcast in eight minutes (laughs) i just woke up and i'm so i'm all i'm all groggy you you look like you just woke up i literally did so it's I'm a mess today. I'm sorry. It's going to be a horrible show. So you're going to have to carry me. Sometimes these are the best shows. You, know, <laughs> when you just don't have time to think about it. And you just. It's not like we don't have anything to talk about either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Van Wink, well, what are you? Are you in like a high school? I am in my classroom at Iowa State. Actually, I have a busy like day in a high here, school so. classroom. Matt's got a real job. He doesn't just hang out with us on Iowa. I got up early and made the, the trip up to Ames just for you Damn. guys. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Uh, let's just dig right in and knock a bunch of this out. Iowa State does play tonight at 8 o'clock. So I want to make sure and get all this up so we're not too dated. We'll start with Carver Hawkeye Arena, though, which was, was just a crazy 
24 hours for Iowa fans. Uh, one of the wildest comebacks you'll ever see in sports, really. And I don't think that that's an overstatement. Like the way, uh, the amount of points that Iowa covered and, and the amount of time, that's one of the most improbable comebacks I've ever seen in my life. I, I saw the, the a note, and I can't remember who it was from, but it was the, the largest comeback uh in the final minute since <laughs> since Northern Iowa blew whatever the hell that was, a 16-point lead with 31 Texas. seconds to go <laughs> in the tournament. Never forget. Always comes that. back to that Northern Northern Iowa game. Were you, at, yeah, were you covering that one? No, I was in Dave Zawalenski's basement. I was with our friend with Keith Murphy. We were in Denver. We were covering Iowa State. Uh, they were in the NCAA tournament in that that Denver pod, and there was it, it was this sports bar in downtown Denver, and it was all Iowa State fans in it watching that game. I'll never forget it. It just it's still shocking to me. This one though, so I was covering Iowa State, Oklahoma. We'll get to that, and I I had the I, it was one of those deals on where I had the Iowa game on my computer, but I wasn't paying too much attention to it. One because it wasn't a great game. And two, obviously, it's, I was at another one, but I I had turned it off, Chris. Uh, just like I think a lot of people left Carver Hawkeye Arena early, and I, I just and then all of a sudden my I start seeing on Twitter, it's like, oh, well, this thing just got interesting, and I, and I flipped it on. I'm like, oh, well, and then holy shit, here we are. What was your experience like? For so I was in I was in. Tennessee. I was in uh, Nashville. Uh, I had a game I was calling uh, a little bit later in the afternoon, and at halftime, I had about I had about a fifty minute drive to the game. So at halftime, I start the drive, and I'm like a horrible person. I have the game on my phone, video as I'm driving down the interstate, but I've got all the uh, safety devices on. I've got the lane assist cruise control and I've What's got a lane assist. It keeps you in your lane. Really? You just keep your hand on the steering wheel and it keeps you in your lane. I never had one of them. So, <laughs> well, you, cause you've got one of those dirt track cars. You got to do everything yourself. So, so I've got the like game it. on as I'm driving down and I've got it timed out perfectly. I'm going to be hitting my game two hours before my game starts right as the Iowa game will end. I'll be able to stroll on in. Cause that's usually what we do. We get there about two hours before time before, before tip. So I've got the video up and I'm watching it and I roll into town. I roll up to the arena and it's about right at that mark. 90 seconds to go. Iowa down 13. So I'm like any second I'm ready to just, Turn this thing off. Yeah, you got to get to work. Fire off a tweet. Yeah. And head on in. Yeah. And Iowa did not miss from that point on. Every it was All it was going to take was one stop for Michigan State. One stop yeah. for Michigan State. Crazy. And, and I ended up be, sitting in that car for 30 more minutes. And obviously, Iowa comes back and win, and we'll hit more on that in a second. But I'm – so I, I, st I, I call the game <laughs> – in the middle of the game, it's a blowout. So we're talking about all kinds of stuff. Well, my partner starts talking about 
Michigan State, how great they played. Oh, oh they were hitting everything. Oh, it's just, dude, Tom Izzo, he's got him. Uh, he's, he's got him going now. I said, yeah, tournament time, Izzo, baby. Iowa won the game. He said, <laughs> what? They won in overtime. They came back from 13 down with 90 seconds left. He goes, you got to be kidding me. There were so many people who turned this thing off and chalked it up as a Michigan State win. Yeah. And a lot of people left Carver-Hawkeye Arena early, and I can't say that I blame them. Hey, yeah, where do you stand on that? Because I've seen a lot of fan shaming. Really? Whether it's by, yes, I have. Through that. I, I'd leave I don't too. get it beat either. Tra- I'm a beat traffic guy. I'm sorry. And maybe I'm, I'm well, there's a, people that say, beat traffic. Well, it's two o'clock in Iowa City on a Saturday. What do you got to beat traffic for? I, it's To me, it's it's not even necessarily about beating traffic. It's it's the, the game was over. Yeah, but a lot of those people aren't used to fighting traffic leaving Carver. That's true. So it's like it was very intimidating. Saturday game, it was full. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't blame anybody that left. No. Who is that really a thing? Are we really at the point the self righteous bullshit on Twitter? God. I am so sick of the self righteous crap on Twitter. I just I've had a rough forty eight hours with it. Just (laughs) very unfiltered this morning. I well, you're telling me your 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 dirt track hooligans have come all over me. Oh, what are you talking about? That way, (laughs) they've been all over me for. well, you are pretty disrespectful towards our craft, well, but what, what happened? It's all a joke. Well, I because I said, well, you know, I, y- your boy C.F. Changs, he was like, yeah, we'll get you out to Nashville or the Knoxville Raceway. Have a few bush lights. I said, you, you couldn't pay me enough to go to Knoxville. Like, it had to be like five figures. And I meant the raceway. Says the elitist digging the pool. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I know. I've had such a rough morning. You got the machines so, man, out there. They're putting my pool in. I swear, these dirt track guys. Here's the problem. They they say come after being, you. No, uh, you want me hard honest truth right here. Racing fans and wrestling fans, like not pro wrestling, like I'm talking like college yeah. wrestling. They're the most defensive group of individuals on the planet where they really should be just welcoming because you should be inviting all the casual fans because you need as many viewers as possible. Mm-hmm. Instead, they just get mad and angry and defensive and they'll just, yeah, it's, I've been fighting this fight with the dirt track crowd, not even just the dirt track crowd, but racing in general for a really freaking long time. So stop that. And, and honestly, guys, Chris is one of my best friends. I wouldn't want him to go to a race with me. He'd ruin it. <laughs> you would ruin it. One, ew, it's dirty. It's loud. I don't want you there with me. Yeah, it's the. It, it, I I think you know what I think. The noise is what would get me the most. Because well, a lot I've of places to, I'd like to take you. I would not want to go to a race with you. Well, I, I've been to IndyCar races on the infield. I've been to to NASCAR races on the infield. It's the noise that gets me the most. It it, it is so really? loud. Yes, Man, I, I just, cannot take it. My elitist ears just can't handle that. I grew up at racetracks, so it's just I'm used to it. And I, my wife swears that I have hearing loss. I'm sure you do. It's horrible. So it's funny because I, I have an Apple Watch now like most of society does. And I'll wear it to these races, and my wrist is buzzing the whole time about, oh, loud Danger. environment. You're going yeah. to lose your hearing if you keep this up. 
I, I don't want to take you to a dirt get get off of ha- dirt track fans. I know we're a defensive group. You don't want hassle there. He's just gonna make fun of us. He's gonna he's gonna belittle us. We don't <laughs> full throttle racing and fun. Family if you notice that though, like the Knoxville, you covered both wrestling and racing fans are the most defensive on the planet. Yes. Um, I guess I don't know who's crazier. The, the dirt track fans. Are the, is there any crossover? Probably some. That's why I love Kevin Dresser, though. Like he's the only wrestling guy, like diehard wrestling guy, I've ever been around who like truly gets it. Like uh-huh. he just wants people there because he's like, I think we can win you over once we get well, you there, but we can't. What the turn hell just you happened? We, you we're in, in the, the middle door. of this. Carver has his greatest twenty-four hours ever. Yeah, okay. You're right. And we get into dirt track racing. <laughs> All right. So, Iowa makes the comeback, and it was shortly after Fran McCaffrey stared down the official. <laughs> Jesus. Hassel, did Iowa make the comeback, the greatest comeback in school history, because its head coach decided to act like a lunatic to this official? No! Because I've in been reading, I even saw a register. There was a I, one of their, one of the register's pieces on it was. Did the McCaffrey stare down push the Hawkeyes to victory? No. In fact, most of those players didn't even see him doing that. I mean, you look at the video, most of the players weren't even watching him. They were in a huddle <laughs> with by the themselves. other coach who was drawing up plays. Yeah. Tony Perkins was trying was trying to get McCaffrey to come back. That I, I give that that official credit because he could have teed him up there and, and thrown him out. I mean, I know he didn't say anything, but that's not the only thing that gets you a technical foul. Demeanor can get you a technical foul. That could have been it. And then two more free throws, and and that would be the difference in the game. And McCaffrey would be gone. I just love and these Iowa th- fans who were criticizing McCaffrey because the team was down double digits. And then 30 minutes later, oh, it was genius. I mean, the guy <laughs> is just brilliant. That's my favorite part of this whole thing. Have you ever seen anything like this? No. I mean, I'm sure... It- not this blatant. I mean, I've seen stare downs between coaches and refs before, but I've never like he. That's a bully move right there. Good, good job on that official. And then he was asked about it after the game, and he he wouldn't comment about it. You know, he he just said, "I don't know what you're talking about." Shout out to the players, uh, Tony Perkins. I I texted you during the game. It's just like, man, if you could ever get like a really consistent Perkins or Ulyss, it just feels like this team would go to a, a whole new level and that yeah you know and what about Sanford like hitting another massive shot like that's that's kind of becoming this guy's thing he's kind of your closer for the Hawks um and they got some stops defensively the the missed free throw by Michigan State down the stretch was very beneficial what did they have like 29 free throws in the game like it was crazy how many free throws Michigan State hit in that one but man I I thought the thing was over, just like all of you, and it really saves Iowa from going to a dark, dark spot heading yes. into the last week of the season. Because you got Indiana coming up. They're playing great. You chalk that up as a loss. They, they that, swept Purdue this that, year now. That law, if Iowa doesn't come back and win that game, I do feel like by the end of things here, they would be on the bubble. They, they would need to beat Nebraska. And if they if they were to lose Michigan State, Indiana, and Nebraska, in addition to those other two games, 
that they had already lost, they would be right on the bubble going into the Big Ten tournament. Now that that got them in for sure. Yeah, like so- they can lose these last two games and and still be fine and go out early in the Big Ten tournament and be fine. They needed it. It, it, not just for the bubble, but for themselves. I mean, it, the, the thing is, though, all this this magic is happening at home. Like, all these magical moments. It's crazy. You know, the Sanford four-point play earlier in the yeah. season where they they pulled one out of the hat there. It's been Carver magic this season. It, I, can I it, copyright that? A, no one's ever said that before. No, it's it's been that kind of a year. There's no when you When you put everything together, other than the – Eastern Illinois game. That's one of the things that I thought about. So in in Carver this year, you witnessed the worst upset, the biggest upset in college basketball history and one of the biggest comebacks in college basketball history. It's like it has been a historic year. Like if you were writing a book about this season, you had a lot of good material uh, for the Iowa men. The Iowa women had game day, a historic moment getting college game day there for a women's game. And the game delivered. It was fantastic. Back and forth. Really, really good stuff. And then friend of the program, Caitlin Clark, hits a buzzer beater coming off of a screen, uh, off balance, and really an iconic moment. She's done a lot of great things at Iowa. Feels like that one is, uh, that one, regardless of how her career ends, that will be stamped as one that we all remember. That's one of the greatest Iowa buzzer beaters of all time the greatest Carver has ever seen because that's the number two team in the country, Indiana, one loss all season. It's the best player in Iowa basketball history, Caitlin Clark. You're down two with 1.5 left. And she does that. And you can't, you could not have written a greater script unless that was for the big 10 championship. Yeah, that was a pretty bad call as well on the other Oh, end. my God. But it ended Before. up working out. Yeah, I did. and that's... Yeah, I, I, I hated that call. Oh, hated terrible. that call. should have been a no call. I, I, and and then, I don't think it should have been a travel. I just think no call. You made it. You put out a tweet, and I, I couldn't agree more, and we have it on the rundown. I mean, this is one of the areas where the women's game is far better than the men's game. Mm-hmm. Being able to end that, inbound that thing at half court the way that they did. I love the four quarters. It makes such uh, a difference. And I can't believe the men's game hasn't gone to this by now. I really thought that they would. The, the, the women's game has been doing this for many years. That's because the women's game has self-awareness. And they go, we need to do some of these things to make our product better. Where the men's game is just like, no, we're going to keep trotting out the same crap just because it's what we've always done. Where their game, their talent is actually getting lower because of the NBA, because of the G League, because mm-hmm. of... All these different, they're going to have to at some point. Otherwise, you're going to have more and more teams playing like Iowa State does, frankly. You're just trying to suck the air out of the ball. The The product isn't as good. The women's game realized 10 years ago, Hassel, we've got to do something to make it more entertaining. And so they added these different places in the game, like we've seen, like the half court, like the quarters, where you have more plays being drawn up and we can create more offense this way. And I thought that the end of that game was a was a great representation of that. Because if that's a men's game, you are inbounding with 1.5 seconds left from the other end of the court and you're probably looking at one of those heave it down 60 feet 
hope yeah. and pray that one of your players can come down with it and then gather and turn and shoot. You're looking at like, I would say less than 5% chance that you can do anything. Whereas you advance the ball like that, you have a legitimate play. You have at least, I would say, a 25% chance to do something with that. And, and, and this is what the, they do in the NBA. When that Indiana player kind of tripped, kind of fell over, and Caitlin caught the ball as cleanly as she did, you knew mm-hmm. it was over. Like, yeah. it just, you felt it, right? Like, they, I felt like everybody knew if Caitlin got the ball there in a good spot, she was going to make it. Really an iconic deal. And the fact that it was on ESPN, and I like Lisa Bluter's reaction to it. It was kind of one, one of the things that made it to me. She was just sitting on the <laughs> sideline afterwards. She didn't even react. She was just, like, gassed. It was... Really a pretty cool moment. And Carver was awesome for it. Yeah. Did what, you what watch much of the game Carver. day? Uh, no, I, I, I caught some clips on social media. Uh, it looked great. I mean, it really, really nice turnout for that. The way they set it up was great. I've never seen another women's game day, so I don't know what they're normally like. But I would imagine that that was one of the best environments for a, a women's college game day that they've that they've seen certainly the posts that i've seen from uh the hosts made it seem that way that they were really impressed with iowa city another thing the women's game gets right and and the men don't need to do this because the ncaa tournament on the men's side is so good but you're gonna have home games for iowa and iowa state women this year and the atmosphere at those tournament games is so great Mm mm-hmm where and we've both covered a bunch of NCAA tournaments. You don't always get that on the men's right. side, but I mean, you're you're also selling to you have TV ratings, all that stuff that the women's game doesn't have. But it is uh, going to be a fun next couple weeks on the women's side. The Iowa State women rolled TCU on Saturday night, and it looks like they will uh, this week all but lock in uh, top four seeds. So they should be hosting as well. Speaking of Iowa State, oh just God. a Ugh. I mean, I'll go back to the dirt track conversation if you like. <laughs> I've got a lot of opinions here on the. Well, it looks like you're in a you're, you're wearing all black. You're in a really dark room. You, you I, look I like an Iowa State fan fanatic. right now. I got my Cyclone Fanatic shirt on. It blends in with the dark room you're sitting in. Uh, that was a really awful basketball game on Saturday. Truly awful. Uh, just. Iowa State shoots 31% from the field. I, I don't know if you'll ever see it again, Hassel. I don't know how closely you've looked at this box score. Cyclone shot 17 more field goal attempts than Oklahoma. They turned them over 18 times and only turned it over five themselves and somehow lost by 11. Yeah, wasn't even close. I, I'm really worried about this team now. I thought this had get right game written all over it. You got the last place team coming in. And I know the Big 12 is great, but come on. You're home. You're what? A five? No, seven and a half point favorite, correct? Opened at five and a half. It steamed up to seven and a half. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on where you look, but yeah, you're on the track. And I, you know, the the way that game starts, it's 14 to three. Thought they were going to kill him. Here we go. Get right game. Start feeling okay. And then all the things that have hurt them 
the second half of the conference season, they they come to light. And Grill was back. So it's not like there's something out there that like, okay, we'll wait until this happens. Wait until he comes back. I just, I, at this point, I don't see how they can turn it around. The only rebuttal I would have to that is they did it last year. And we, we it, it, the season is playing out almost identical yeah. where you struggle in this middle two following. They, they scored 36 points on the same game last year against yeah. Oklahoma State. So, like, now my question is, but. but I, think, I felt like but, last year's team had a couple guys that could go get you a, a few buckets when needed. They could go off. They could you're, get you're right. And in, in that you're referencing Isaiah Brockington. But he really didn't do anything in the month and of Hunter. March. So, yeah, I that and that's where I think it's a really fascinating conversation. Be, so there is, I still have some hope that they'll kick out of this because we have seen it before. I did and going into that game. I, but I don't think they're going to do it in Big Twelve play. I think it's going to be a very short-lived stay in Kansas City. I think tonight's game against West Virginia. This is a bubble team. It's a very desperate West Virginia team who had Kansas on the ropes on Saturday in Lawrence. I don't know how you could, in good faith, go into tonight thinking Iowa State will win. No, it's certainly possible. It's what's what's the old line from Circa on that one? Uh, oh, look. It was three and a half, I believe. Yeah, yeah three ESPN's and a half. got it at four. Yeah. But that's mainly just because of stuff that Iowa State has done earlier in the year, right? Like, Sure. So, I mean, sure. Could Iowa State win tonight? Absolutely. Do I think that they will? I can't I can't go on the – they had a much better chance of beating Oklahoma, I thought, than they do West yeah. Virginia. This is a bad matchup. And they simply – they simply just – like this is the most basic basketball analysis you can make. They can't make a shot. It doesn't matter if it's a layup, if it's a three-pointer, if it's a free throw. They can't make a shot right now. And it makes it a lot more difficult <laughs> when you're that limited on offense. And there's all these X's and O's stuff that, that we can get into. But it simply comes down to you have to be able to they, – they, they could have been up by like 20, Chris, in the first half. Did you watch the first half? Yeah. When they were up 14-3, to three, that included like five missed layups. Missed so, free throws. Yeah, just just everything. It's interesting because they're still locked into the tournament. Like you know, fans yeah. overreact after the game. Even if okay, they lose. Let's just say they lose these last two games. They go one and done in the tournament. They're seventeen and fourteen, eight and ten. Yeah, they're a. Six you're or a still seven seed. you're still gonna be a what? Six, a six seed or a seven seed at the worst? I don't know. If if they lose out, yeah, look at the teams they would be losing to. It's not going to hurt their metrics. I think if that happens, you're looking at a potentially an eight nine game. If you're seventeen and fourteen, I think sevens as far as they can drop. Mm. I, I think they could drop to the eight nine if they keep losing. If yeah, they don't I, win tonight, because the, the, they're not going to win at Baylor. No, count that out. And I mean, you're looking at in the Big Twelve tournament like Kansas State or like a good team, like a top fifteen team who you're going to play. And I. I, I I truly think that the scout is so good on this team now. Like I just I have a really 
Tonight is 50-50. It's Hilton Coliseum. After that, I don't think they'll win a game. And then you get to the tournament, you reset things against people who haven't seen you before, and hopefully you can kick out of it. Hmm. Also, it's grill on, what, 48 hours rest. Well, and I kind of actually, I want to see him tonight because he hadn't played, right? Mm -hmm. And he knew he had been limited in practice. So I wonder if that was kind of a... get the feeling right game for him and get the king. That's my hope. That's my optimistic look at Iowa state. Van Wink, why don't you pull up how Iowa state finished last season? Because you know, I'm just looking at that. Yeah. I've kind of been with you. Well, they were seven, they were seven and 11 in conference, but pull up their, their win loss, their schedule at the end of the season, because it was almost While they did have some horrible games. They went on a nice run. They won. What, they they won five, four, four straight games yeah. toward the end of the season before they they then lost, lost a couple three in a row. So this this second half has been much worse than last year's second half because they Can had a the, they had a four game winning streak in early February last year. Before losing so I was their thinking last more it, starting that Oklahoma State game on that. So that was on what date last year? Can you zoom in on that, Matty? March second, okay, where they scored thirty six points at home, mm-hmm. and then they lost by like forty to Texas Tech. Okay, seventy two to forty one. So you lost by thirty one on Wednesday night at the Big Twelve tournament. And we but all if you had go a up for day. if you go up to February. That the, the, the February wasn't too bad for this team last year. Yeah, they beat TCU, Oklahoma, West Virginia, and somebody else four straight. Yeah, because they had lost like four straight. I want to say in the middle of the January stretch. Yes, they did when they scored forty-one points against Texas. <laughs> so that's why I'm starting to I'm starting to worry that well they had four they had four losses to start February and then they had four wins to end February. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult. Because it's really a different team. It's hard for me to sure. just be like, well, yeah. they did it last year. They'll do it now. But the the one similarity is they're playing the exact same style, right? And mm-hmm. you just wonder, are they, you know, it's just, just a thing with what they're doing where they just, they aren't talented enough and they're just beat down. I, I don't know. Will they kick out of it? We'll see. Uh, I think there's a possibility. But again, like, I don't. I, I can't in good faith say I think they will win tonight. Do you? No. Okay. We're on the same this, page. Then they haven't put together back-to-back wins since their 4-0 start in conference play. Boy, that seems like an eternity ago. Mm-hmm. January 10th was the last time they had a any sort of streak going when they beat, they they beat Baylor, Baylor, Oklahoma, TCU, and Texas Tech to start the season. And then they had that really, really good game at Kansas where Kansas – Kansas held on, but boy, that seems like a long time ago. That was back when Kalsher was their leading scorer every game. He would score 20-plus. I'm telling you guys, the how to solve this is is quite simple, and it's how they got out to that 14-3 lead. They have to turn teams over and score in transition because when this team gets in the half court, you're you're literally taking a dice, rolling it, and hope you hit a six right now. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that rough right now in the half court for Iowa State. 
Uh, thanks to our friends at Circa and Circa Sports Iowa. Actually, I had some listeners. Uh, Matty Nutzman, my, my buddy, listened to the show and went out to Circa and watched the games, the 11 o'clock games on Saturday. He, he tweeted out that he's never staying at the Strip again, and I don't blame you. I told you not to do it this time. He's like, oh, we are bad for business on the Strip, aren't we? We're t- yes. Bad for business. We're keeping uh, people away. They, but he was blown away. This is a guy who goes to Vegas like twice a year, and he was, he'd was he never been out there because he'd always just stayed somewhere on the Strip. And I was like, go mm-hmm. and check it out. And he went there, and he texted me this weekend. He's like, yeah, this is where I'm staying from now on. Checked him out. Uh, on Fremont Street in Las Vegas, you should download the Circus Sports Iowa app and get ready for the NCAA tournament and all the big games coming up. That is where I do my betting. I got my NASCAR betting in. Yesterday, hey, did you did anything come in for you? Yeah, I did. I, I so I ended up going even on the day because I had Chase Elliott in the top three at plus two thirty. He got second, and that was my biggest bet of the day. So uh, it covered. I'm I'm way up on NASCAR for the year with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. hitting yeah. the plus thirty five hundred for me last week. Uh, and uh, Circa also was the only place in Iowa hassle where I could find a place to bet on the Fury jake paul fight yesterday it was oh really only app. yeah everything else didn't have it circa was the only one that was actually about really the, entertaining that iowa michigan state game one of the worst beats of all time if you had oh. michigan state plus five and a half i mean yeah i mean the chances of you losing that bet the chances of iowa coming back and winning the game were insane but the, the chances to, for them to not cover <laughs> at that point had to be Ninety nine point nine 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 nine, brutal. Something similar happened yesterday. Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, not not to that extent, but I think it was uh, Michigan was favored by five and a half at home against Wisconsin. They hit a three to send it to overtime, and then they mm. cover in overtime. That always sucks. Just sucks when it has to go to overtime for you to lose. Or if it's an if you take an under, and then it goes overtime, double overtime, and it hits the over, I hate that. I, I, I honestly I feel like if you take an over under, it should just be regulation. Yeah, I think that that that's how it is in hockey. A lot of times, have you ever bet hockey like in the playoffs? I have never get- bet hockey. That's probably the only way I'd be able to watch hockey with any sort of rooting interest is if. Uh, if I had a bet going on the game. Yeah, I'm not a huge hockey guy either, but I, I will bet on it when the playoffs come because why not? What else am I going to do in June? <laughs> bet on hockey and racing in the NBA. Drake gets I, I, I oh, don't know, blown out is appropriate, but it certainly um, Bradley staked its claim. They got, yeah, they got punked at Bradley. On the Missouri Valley Conference yesterday, Arch Madness starts this week where uh, we should pull up that bracket, Maddie, if, if you don't mind. Uh, but Drake, uh, how do you judge the Drake season? You're picked to win the Valley. You kind of struggle in November, December a little bit. You have this great run during the Valley. It, I, I don't think you can really stake a claim on it if it was a disappointment or a good year yet, because clearly if you go and win Arch Madness and go to the tournament, it's a sure. great year for Drake. But I, I was thinking about that last night, like how to judge this Drake regular season. 
it was really, really disappointing to start. And then they hit their stride. You win 10 straight, and it's all right there for you. You've got a game for the championship. But Bradley's just as hot. And that's a tough place to go. I, I've yeah. called a game there. Um, it was about four years ago. And I was really impressed with the environment. And there was really nothing on the line in the game that I was calling, but they filled the place up. It, that is probably the best Valley atmosphere going now with, you know, now that Creighton, Wichita, all those other teams are out. I, I knew it was going to be a good environment and I knew it was going to be tough for Drake, but they just, they never really challenged in that second half. That, that was disappointing. So now there's no question. They have to win the Valley tournament to get in. There, there was some hope that if you win that game and then get to the Valley Championship, maybe lose a close one, there's a chance you could sneak in as a bubble team. We've seen that with Drake before. But now I think because of what they did at the start of the season, they're going to have to win as the two seed. Now they'll, they'll play, what? what is, let's see, what, what is that, uh, Friday night they'll play? They'll play Friday night either the Fighting Steve Proms or Valparaiso. What is the Mountain West Conference TV network? How are we going to get Mitch Holthus on the call for that? The Valley, America's Renaissance Conference. Is it the Mid Midwest channel? I don't know. What is MWC? Let me look it up. MWC. Missouri. Is it Ion TV? Is it Missouri? Is it like where the Pac-12 is going to be? Where, where they just Law and Order reruns? And now we're going to put on some <laughs> Ion. basketball. <laughs> MWC TV network. Well, yeah. What is the, the hell what is, is it? that? I get, I bet I know what it is. It's, it's you know it's, it's got to be a ESPN Plus, and it's like now, hang on. This has to be a. It's got to be a misprint, right? It should be MVC, probably. Well, this is yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Valley. I, I can't wait. To, that was what a, website that was a, are you on? A, a, a different sports books website had that, so. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you were on like the official Valley. I website. thought you were on the Valley's website, and they put the TV information wrong on their on their page. I don't think the Valley had it up on their website yet. Oh gosh, uh, it kind of always feels like to me that Arch Madness is the start of March. Yes, so, I love Arch Madness. I do too. Did you you covered that right? I never got to. No, Keith oh, Murphy really? would never let me get. No, no, it was it was always somebody else that got to go. And I always heard about how great it was going down to St. Louis, having a blast. In the meantime, I'm covering like some kind of wrestling BS. Big, For me, well, Big Ten Keith would always send me well. to the dirt track or the wrestling mat. Have I ever told you about when he sent me to the Iowa Cubs? Oh, yeah, to get video of was the chicken there? Yeah. Yeah, he always did that for me, too. He literally would tell you. Yeah, I don't, don't care about shoot the baseball. The game. Just shoot the chicken. I don't care. Just shoot the chicken. You can stay as long as you want. Make He's sure got we some have weird chicken. fetish with that chicken. He loves it. You want to hear a story? Yeah. I'd love to. I, I used to yeah, because work you worked for Keith, too. Well, I worked for the iCubs as well. I, I what? Was, I was a summer intern, a video intern for the iCubs. So the, the, the chicken, you know, the guy that does the chicken, he does. Usually they do like. Wait a minute. They, the guy who does the chicken. I thought it's just the chicken. <laughs> this is an old guy. Show, man. This old guy. I don't know. He's like in his sixties. But the day I was there was like ninety degrees, <laughs> and he they put him in this like area to 
cool off, which was kind of like our break room. <laughs> and this guy just like strips down <laughs> completely. What? So you saw his He was naked? No, I mean like he had like boxer briefs on, but I bet it gets hot in that chicken suit. Did he did to. you see his genitals? No. I was a, well, this, this reminds me. One of the people I met when I was at the Super Bowl, remember I told you there were a bunch of Iowans, people listening to the show that mm -hmm. were down there, come up and say hi. One of the guys that came up and, and said hi to me, I can't remember what his name was, but he said, yeah, I, I used to be Cubby Bear. <laughs> the most yeah. lovable mascot in minor league baseball. I, I went there once. They had a uh, Mr. Potato Head mascot. And it was the weirdest mascot I've ever seen. And I could not stop laughing at this thing. So all, all I did was shoot video of Mr. Potato Head the whole game. That was the, one of the good things about Keith. Is you could just go off on a tangent and not worry about the game on the field. And just shoot goofball stuff in the stands. Nobody gives a crap if the iCubs win or not. Like Nobody's there for that. Yeah. Like, Hassel, are you the one that hates mascots? Well, that's what Keith claims. Oh, okay. I, uh, they're weird. They are. I was a little weirded out when I met Cubby Bear in the flesh. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I, I always think that it, it's a difficult thing when you have children because you don't want to take the magic out of it that there's this walking bird that represents their favorite <laughs> team, you know, because you want to keep that. Does Iowa State it. have a, a female mascot yet? I don't believe so. Because a lot of schools are doing that. You know, I think Kansas does. Now, Kansas has like a baby J. But a lot of schools now are having, like you'll have Herky, and then you'll have like Smoochie. And that that's like Herky's wife. Iowa State used to have that little sigh. It wasn't a, I don't think it was a girl sigh, but it was a little. It, it is wild. I, I think about like when I was in high school and stuff and everything had et at the end. Oh, yeah. Like the Cardinal and, Ets. The, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, or the Lady Cardinals. Everything was like that back then. And now, you know, there's 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 none of that because you get canceled. Well, s still some teams do that, like Wyoming Cowgirls. Well, I feel like that's appropriate, is it not? Oh, my God. Look at that thing. What Holy is it called? Mackerel. Clone? Clone. Clone was a mascot? It, I think it was a woman. In Clone was a female, huh? Why does it look like it's choking? Maybe it is. It looks like more like oh, a Jayhawk than anything. Hey, Matt, look up the... I, I saw this somewhere. Like the mascots at the first Super Bowl. Mm, hang on. I saw it. It came out this week, and they're just terrifying. Have you ever seen the... I always like to go and look at vintage Easter bunnies. Yeah. Oh, God. Really? Oh, man. They're yeah, I like terrifying. I like uh, mascots Horrible. from like a hundred years ago. Oh yeah, I um, I did a podcast with my daughter last night. Cammy's oh, started her it, own podcast. What's it called? Cammy's Corner. Cammy's Corner. Hassle. She's better than us. Really? She's phenomenal. I got to hear this. People are gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh my god." This little girl, like, she's better than a lot of people that do this for a living. I'm not even kidding you. And she made the funniest comment ever because she was asking me about my career. There we are. There's a picture of us right there. <laughs> Doing it last night. 
and she was asking me like how I got my job and all this stuff and and I was kind of explaining to her about how when I was in college nobody really knew what was going on because we were in the process of like where the internet was just kind of starting as far as journalism goes and it was very uncertain time and she goes oh yeah she goes because of those newspapers back in the olden days (laughs) the olden days she goes nobody (laughs) reads those anymore those are from the olden days i just died i was like i cannot (laughs) wait to share this with tommy birch and travis hine like it'll be the it'll it'll give me a lot of pleasure I love that you're you're just buying right into the uh, Iowa is the nepotism capital of the world, <laughs> and here you are giving your daughter her first job on your podcast. No, I, she's starting her own. This has nothing. I, I just put our logo on it because I mean, why the hell not? Do you want to give your wife a podcast? Let's just let's we'll we'll just do the we'll just dive right into it, the nepotism. It would be interesting. It the would, nepotism would capital of the world. Well said. All right, uh, I'm I'm good. Do you have any other thing yeah, you want? No, to I, I'm actually yeah, because I I got to go get this tetanus shot, and uh, you got to go out and get your pool. It's, um, it's all I'm thinking about right now. Is this tetanus shot? Like, how deep I'm is so the cut? Pissed. Like, do you, is it a scrape? It doesn't. So that's the thing about tetanus. It doesn't matter how deep the cut is. It's a scrape. It, if it breaks the skin, you can get tetanus if you're not up to date on your on your boosters. So I'm one of so those in people. So in eight minutes, you woke up, cut your leg, and got on the air. No, no, no. I cut my leg last night. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Okay. So, so I'm already a mess. I go to bed. Then these pool. I mean, I'm telling you, they're here with like crazy machinery back there digging this hole, and well, the dog dig is the just going crazy all morning, and. My alarm's going off, and I'm silencing it without even waking up, I guess. And uh, so, it was yeah, a long I'm, night I'm, here, too. We had thunderstorms. Really? Matt, did your puppy go February. crazy? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Dirks was just an absolute madman last night. It was loud. It sounded like May in Iowa last night, dude. Huh. It was crazy. And we're, we're like, potty training the dog, so trying to get her to go outside. She would not do it. Brought her right back in. She pooped on the floor. Oh, God. Reminds me of Iowa State basketball right now. <laughs> well, hopefully by the time a lot of people listen, they'll be like, oh, well, they, they won tonight. Here's the th- last thought on that. Like, metrics-wise, they actually have more to gain with a win tonight than losing would do to them. Because- they just need a win. Period. I mean, yeah, I, I don't wise, care what it does biggest. for the metrics. I don't. I, it, they just have to get a win tonight. Because if and you don't win tonight, like sixty points, like get some swagger back. If you don't win tonight, you're losing at Baylor, uh, no doubt. Yes, and you're probably one and done in the conference tournament. Yeah, and then what are you going to do? You're a gonna, bad streak going into March. I'm telling you, and they're going to end up in that eight nine game. They're not. I'll bet you money that the farthest they'll drop is seven. Hmm. I don't know, man. Because right if, now if, they're if, like a four. If they win tonight, they'd be they're a not a four. Or four. Yes, Come they on. are. I, I, That's where I, ESPN I, I don't has them it. right now. Let's they're see, still it, let's, like they're still twenty first or twenty second in the net. Your net, your own net ranking doesn't matter. It's it's all about. Okay, your they have seven quad one wins. The I, teams that I, they're playing like tonight, like 
have zero. Like North Carolina is zero and ten against. Yeah, but North Carolina is a bubble team. North Carolina would get like a a, just an eleven seed if they get in. they're like my point is Chris like they're like fifth stacked up in the country in quad one wins. They're not going to be an eight seed. I'm telling if they lose again at home to West Virginia, they get beat by Baylor. They go one and done. They're going to be says in that, that eight. Lenardi nine. has them at five now. That would make that. Sense. I would right now. I would think that they would be a five. Yes, they're not going to go from five to the eight nine game in th- in three games. I. I agree with you. They're playing like a. They're not even playing like a tournament. I'm just telling you, that's a. Ma- we saw. We thought the same thing last year. Boom! All of a sudden, they're a six or whatever it was, and they already have more Big Twelve wins this year than they did a year ago. I'm worried. No, I am too. I'm not saying I'm not worried. I just don't think they're going to drop that far. That's that's my only point. All right, well, go and get your tetanus shot. Why? Hang on. Wait. 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 Uh, Iowa State was an 11 seed last year, you SOB. Okay, they were in the 6-11 game. I apologize. <laughs> I, you're right. Jesus Christ. How how wrong could you be? I had the right game. Last week, <laughs> last year, they were like a true, like, up until that little streak you were talking about, they were like a legit bubble team. Yeah, you're right. They were. Because LSU was the six. You're right. And then and then when they beat Wisconsin, it was like a bigger upset because of the seating. My apologies. You're not going to be able to walk that back, pal. You swung and missed. It's, it's tetanus time. Go and get your shot, sicko. From the it's pool time. This is you, Hassel. And it's tetanus time. Let's go. And that's going to be me on Hassel's diving board, just embarrassing him in front of all of his neighbors. Who's that? Oh, that's the other guy named Chris from Iowa. <laughs> no diving board. <laughs> no diving board? No. Oh, God, no. come on. What are you talking about? Dude, people don't put diving boards in anymore. This isn't 1980. You don't put a diving board in in your backyard pool. Why? Because you hate because fun? Because it's insane. Do you hate fun? Well, for one, it's supposed to be at least like eight to nine feet deep. How deep is this? If you have a diving board. It's not going to be more than the deep end is going to be like five and a half feet. Boring. God. Are we going to see nudity here, Van Wink, on the YouTube? You know this never movie. Seen Christmas Vacation? Of course I have. All right, get out of here. Uh, he is... Chris Hassel, I'm Chris Williams, Matt Van Winkle with production as always. Our friends from Fairway oh, Meat. I think we grocery. just I think I think we just saw Nick. <laughs> Have a great rest of your Monday. Here we know that Christmas will Iowa everywhere.